This is News Talk 980 CKNW. Well, you may have heard this story on the news. You may have seen this on the news as well. It is something called Trove. It is a project that will see luxury auto storage condominiums all being built right across the street from the Richmond Auto Mall. The base price for a unit to store your luxury car, about $600,000. Well, joining me on the line to talk a bit more about this is Ian Young. He's the Vancouver correspondent with the South China Morning Post. Ian, thank you so much for being with us. No problem, Jill. How are you? Uh, Good. How about you? Good, thanks. Uh, You wrote about this uh, a bit uh, tongue-in-cheek, I suppose you could say, about uh, your response to this. Uh, Explain, uh, what is your response to this idea of the luxury car condo? I mean, I think that my response is probably that of a lot of Vancouverites. Uh, in that I thought it was quite hideously vulgar, um, especially uh, considering that Vancouver, Greater Vancouver, is in the middle of this you know, terrible housing crisis, that um, we've got this project that's providing luxury condos, supercars, and I think that most people would rightly be appalled that that's going on. Uh, is it different though? Because I was looking at it too, and, and and I read your column about this, and I've I've looked at some of the comments. How is it different though? Say from somebody having a giant uh, yacht and having a boathouse where they store their yacht. Um, well, people don't don't live in boathouses, and I don't think boathouses are typically described as, as as luxury condos either. You know, this is being developed by Hungerford Properties. You know, which which doesn't develop garages normally. Um, it is a condo developer, and and. Looking at the pictures, you know, these look like luxury condos that should have humans in them, you know, they're, they're beautifully furnished, they look like the sort of thing that, you know, you might stick a family of four in and instead you've got a family of, of four Ferraris. Now, I think that tells you that um, something somewhere has gone wrong somewhere along the line here in Vancouver. Uh, even though it's not, it's not as though it would it was a choice made that either we build the luxury car condos or we build housing for people. No, I think it, I think you're right there. I mean, I think that what we're really looking at is um, that really this is a, a, a symptom of a range of problems. Um, you know, a range of problems that we see in in Metro Vancouver and specifically in in Richmond. You know, um, you know that we see something like like this happening, which is symptomatic of huge wealth. But at the same time, this is um, occurring in a place which has very low declared Canadian incomes to back it up. So, you know, it's really a symptom of something that's going on. Uh, Because when we talk about people with huge wealth, and and certainly not all people, but uh, there have been many examples, uh, I'm sure there will continue to be many examples of people spending it in very obscure, uh, big, showy, in-your-face ways. Correct. There is nothing wrong, I think, with um, liking nice stuff. Um, but um, I think that uh, I'd probably draw the line uh, when, you know, when my toy box needs an interior designer. I think that's probably a little bit of a red line for, for me. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, when you bring up the idea of, of, of income, though, that's an interesting one. And we've talked about this uh, in other areas of real estate as well. Uh, how, much, uh, how much concern do you have there when you, when you, when you bring that up of the, the income or the, the median income, say, in Richmond or even in Metro Vancouver, compared to the cost and the money that's going into a project like this? Well, sure. I mean, I think that... Um, I, I did joke about this, but I mean there is a serious issue underneath this. You know, Richmond, which is where this project is happening, um, uh, theoretically is is an impoverished community. You know, it has has the the, the worst 
you know, poverty-level incomes in all of Metro Vancouver, you know, 22% of, of individual incomes, you know, a poverty level, you know, um, compare that to 14% in the rest of Canada, you know, that's 70% higher. Um, uh, but at the same time, we've got people, you know, behaving, you know, in the manner of extremely rich people. Uh, and there aren't either, I have to add, um, a very high number of very rich earners, you know, $150,000 plus earners in Richmond to counterbalance all those poor people, supposedly poor people. You know, the number of people who earn 150000 plus in Richmond, um, you know, is actually 40% lower than in the rest of Canada, believe it or not. You know, only 1.8% of, of earners compared to 2.8% in the rest of Canada. So what we're seeing really is people uh, arriving here uh, in Richmond with... Uh, developed wealth, you know, but who aren't going on to declare incomes uh, in Canada. And I think that is a problem. I think it's a symptom of uh, a, a wide range of problems, you know, in tax collection, you know, in immigration programs that were supposed to be boosting the uh, Canadian economy by bringing people who would create jobs, but in fact, you know, brought a lot of millionaires who, um, you know, don't really create jobs and don't have jobs of their own here. And is that why you said supposedly poor people? So it's 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 people that, that your income might not look like that on paper, but you still have a lot of money. Obviously, you know, I mean, quite obviously, Richmond is not um, one of the poorest communities in Canada. Right. Quite clearly, Richmond is not, you know, the, the, the poorest, the lowest, <laughs> the, the poorest community in, in, in Metro Vancouver. That's just not the case. But on paper, according to the census and according to tax data, it is. Um, and I think, you know, I think most people realize, you know, that's that's not the case. Uh, what do you find more offensive? Say something like this with this in your face, uh, supercars come to my car condo with the base price of six hundred thousand dollars and people that are housing their cars or, or somebody that dumps, say, ten million dollars into a home and leaves it empty. Um, uh, probably the latter. Um, I think the former, as I said, was it's really a symptom of a wide range of issues. I think that in in Vancouver we've got a lot of um, you know serious problems that are all to do with the housing crisis. You know, I think vacant homes are one problem. I think that something like this is another problem. But it's really, I mean, really this is a symptom of, of issues with tax collection and with immigration rather than the housing crisis per se. I think that it um, it, it grated me that it occurs during the housing crisis, but it's not really fueling the housing crisis. It, it almost seems like it's a, it's a thumbing of the nose at, uh, look at us, uh, not, not sure. only are we skirting the rules, but now we're going to have our flashy cars here and have parties and barbecues uh, while we sit around our cars. Let them eat cake. <laughs> That's what it feels like. Uh, well, Ian, I appreciate uh, you joining us, and thank you for writing uh, the article on it. It was a very good read. Uh, thank you so much for your time this morning. It was great to chat with you. Thanks, Jill. Vancouver's News, Vancouver's Talk. This is News Talk 980 CKNW.